everyone. This is episode 723 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, June 5th, 2020. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about Daymare 1998, Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling, and Sheko and the Castle of Busio. But before I start talking about all that, it would be... I don't know what to not mention what is going on in this country, the country of the United States of America, and also happening worldwide, of course, but it's definitely focused here in the States. So those of my international listeners, you you may see protesting as well, but it's, it's very much so a, an American thing that the world is showing solidarity with. Uh, it is many things that have not just started now that have been here in this country for ever really and for a while now things have just been complacent and one of the things is i absolutely despise donald trump i've never liked him and and since he's been this thing for the last four or so years from the moment he started his campaign to winning the election and becoming our president. It's been a real shit show and I've hated him throughout this whole thing. And I've never stopped hating him. But I try and look at what is happening right now with him as our leader. And it feels it feels terrible to call him our leader. But... I want to look at it as optimistically as possible and think that because of him and how horrible he is at being a leader to the country, for the country, and what he has brought into the limelight has made more aware to the masses with the, the difference in our country and, and beliefs amongst people and the uh, dis- disparaging ways in which things exist. Because the thing about Black Lives Matter is not that people are saying all lives don't matter, but that currently black lives do not matter in the same way that other people's lives matter and we need to bring about change so that you can say we can say all lives matter and that actually be true because right now all lives don't matter sure we would love that if that were the case and it's so weird too in this christian country that the the whole treat your neighbor as you would want to be treated yourself is something that so many people don't follow at all. That is the most idealistic way to look at what is currently happening happening, and the most absolutely the most idealistic way of looking at Trump's presidency that he has brought about this not just this but so much terribleness that it has forced us to look deeper within ourselves and our country and the way things have been for so long 
that maybe some change will actually happen. Though at the same time, I don't, I can't see change happening with him in office, which means we still have months and months and months before we can really see the potential fruits of what he has done. And it's not what he has done, but what he has made more aware or, or really helped. I don't want to say, I don't want to say he helped in any way, but just things that have been bubbling, not, not even under the surface. It's hard to talk about all this because the words are not easy to come by and I in no way feel like I am anywhere near the best person to talk about this stuff. Uh, but I don't fucking know. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's a real shit show and I don't know what is going to come of it because I just, I can't see real change happening with that orange piece of shit in uh office you know if you if your shit is orange it's not it's not good for you they teach you that in medical school probably that means you got a disease or something there's something seriously wrong with you and currently the president is an orange piece of shit i don't know i i hope I've made some sense in in what I've said, but like I, but like I said, also I just I am not the the person to talk about this at all. So yeah, I do hope that people who are out there protesting are staying safe as safe as they can be. They're staying strong, and that hopefully would change will come from this but I, I i fear that it's it's something that is still longer ways off than like and then i i just it keeps coming down to not seeing how anything can really change with trump in office as long as he's the leader what what can you expect to happen he is no leader I, you know, and like I said earlier, like I hope that all of this ends up leading to actual change, and that we get to a point sooner than later that we can all say, "Proud to be an American," and actually mean it. Because I don't think I've ever <laughs> been proud to be an American. I don't think I've ever felt that, um, which is not great. You know, when I was a, when I was a kid, I didn't really think about any of this stuff so much. I I grew up in a, a pretty progressive way and stuff. I just I didn't think about all those kind of things and then as I got older, things became more much more apparent. Um and when you start noticing the way people look at other people and then the way they treat them and it just it's it's a it's it's America 
Uh, this is America. Watch that video again. Uh, so, yeah. Back to video games. Great way to start the show. So positive. But it's it's something that can't be ignored or just passed aside. It needs to be talked about to some extent. Um, even though, like I said, I'm far from anyone who should really be saying much of anything about it. Um, yeah. So, Daymare 1998 is... Very much so a Resident Evil game. It's it's so much wants to be a Resident Evil game, but the production values and the game itself are just really not there. It's also hard coming off of Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes and playing this, which looks significantly worse and handles significantly worse and has horrible voice acting and bad controls a story I could care less about, dumb zombies, and yeah. There are, like, it's definitely trying to be much more of a horror, not, I don't want to say horror game, but it's trying to make it more tense in terms of ammo that you find and how you handle your gun. So when you're using your gun, and you, you, you're like a, a, like a SWAT team member or something. You look basically like you're part of the stars in the, in the full garb with a helmet and everything. But of course, this isn't Resident Evil. This is Daymare, 1998. But when you're using a gun and you want to reload, if you tap the button, it's a quick reload. And when you do that, you drop your magazine that still has bullets in it. So you need to remember to pick that up if you do a quick reload. To reload your gun and not have to worry about this, you have to hold it. This is a mechanic I think is interesting. And maybe the one thing about the game I like. But the controls are just so finicky in that to run, you have to first press the... And I played it on Xbox One. I played all these games on Xbox One. To run, you first have to jog, which you do by pressing the left bumper. And then to run, you push in the left analog stick. Who thought that was a good idea? To have a jog button and then your run button. Why not just have the jogging be contextual? Like you can walk if you just push the analog stick up a little bit. And you start jogging if you push it fully upwards. Like a lot of games do. Why not have that be the case? And then just have it, you know, you're pressing the stick to run. That that was a choice they made. I don't know why. Really weird. And then to reload your gun... You have to have your magazine equipped to your, like you have these two slots for healing items and your your magazines essentially. And when you have used up the magazine you currently have equipped, it doesn't automatically equip another one. You have to then do it again. And there was, there were times where I'm like, oh, I don't have any more ammo. Oh wait, no, I do have ammo. And, and even when I was trying to get to that menu and, and get it to actually do it, I'm like, okay, do I press it? Do I tap it? It is just a really finicky game. And the the zombies sometimes seem to come out of nowhere. And they, they when, that, when that happens, your character ends up kind of like almost entirely off screen. It, it, it doesn't seem like the camera is 
where it's supposed to be and you just have you basically almost off screen on the left of the screen and you see the zombie biting you and then in the the side you're like you can take a lot of damage if you're playing on an easier difficulty there is daymare difficulty which is the hardcore mode and then normal and easy and in both normal and easy they have assisted aiming and full auto aim which just seem to automatically aim at their their center mass which isn't really a good thing i i, I wouldn't recommend the auto aim because it's not a great system the way it works they they aim assist like resident evil remakes works much better in that if you're aiming at their head it will then lock on to their head and stay with their head and if that's how it worked in this game that would be nice but it doesn't seem to work that way maybe aim assist works that way i didn't try that i tried just the the regular and then the full auto aim but it's definitely much more beneficial to shoot them in the head because in my experience Every single zombie, if you shoot them in the head, their head explodes and they're dead in one shot. If you shoot them in the body, some might go down with one shot. Why? I don't know. And some might take five, six shots. Are there? Is there a difference between any of these zombies? Hell no, there isn't. But, yeah. I believe it's it's 40 bucks, and definitely not a game I would recommend at that price. It's something you can maybe check out when it's on sale, but it's pretty janky. The, the puzzles are, so far, not all that interesting. The shooting doesn't feel good. Movement doesn't feel good. There's there's nothing about it that I like, except I think the, the whole reloading system is interesting in a survival horror type of game or any, or any game that is trying to make you think more about ammo and, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's a pretty messy game. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's it's hard, especially now, like if you still haven't played, if you're a person who hasn't played Resident Evil 2, the remake, that is so often on sale these days that it would it would be crazy to spend forty bucks on Damer in 1998 when you could get Resident Evil 2 probably more often than not at like twenty bucks, if not cheaper. So, yeah, do that. I think there's a sale currently going on on both platforms for anniversaries or so. I don't know what they're doing. But I know there is at least a pack that has Resident Evil 2 and 3 together for 60 bucks, So you can get both games for 60 But they're probably on sale individually as well. But 60 bucks for those two games? Great deal. I'm, I'm still a huge fan. Like I know there were a lot of people who weren't overly fond of Resident Evil 3. But I think it's... Uh, a great game. It's just not as good as Resident Evil 2. Then, um, Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling, is a game that a lot of people are comparing to Paper Mario, and that's probably true. I'm not going to call them liars. I'm just saying that I have never played a popper, uh, a popper, I've never played a popper Mario game. A Harry Potter Mario game. I've never played a Paper Mario game, so I can't make that comparison. Visually, I'm sure it is very similar in that you are playing as a few bugs, and you're in this world that feels very much so like it's made out of paper and it, it's you know you're you're playing as these little cutout bugs in this cutout world that is 3D and all that and it looks really nice and charming the story is solid it doesn't at least so far seem to be really trying to be all that funny it's just being a little bit cute 
and just, just decent. It's a decent story. But I'm enjoying the combat, which is nice and simple and probably good for younger folk. And the, and the visuals is, are, are very pleasing and inviting. It's a very colorful, cute little game. And the combat reminds me of the costume quest games, which I really, really liked. And I liked the the simplified turn-based RPG combat. And that's that's what this is. It's an RPG with these paper cutout bugs. And the way the combat works is that when you're attacking, you'll have the ability to attack. I think you can defend. I never really defended any of these games. So I, I passed that by. But you have your abilities per character. And you can use items, of course. When you're attacking, you'll have... Uh, something to do in order to make your attack better. So with one of the characters, you hold down on the D-pad until this meter fills up to this one point, and then you let it go, and you'll do extra damage. With another bug, you press the attack button every time the meter while filling up is in one of these, and is in one of like three or four segments. You press it and press it and press it, and then... You'll, you'll do some extra damage. When the enemy is attacking you, you press a button, and if you press it at the right moment, just before they're about to attack, you'll take less damage. And I like this kind of combat system because it gives you more to do than just selecting things and then watching them play out. It, it makes it's, it's a much more engaging combat system because it keeps you paying attention and keeps you doing more than just fiddling with menus. And I I appreciate that because I've never really been super fond of that part of any RPG of just, okay, I'm I'm pressing this and then I just watch it play out. It just feels like then it's, it's, those feel more tedious than something like this because you, you don't do as much during combat as you do in something like this. But I'm, I've really been enjoying my time with Bug Fables. I will say that the game does not, as far as I know, it does not have an autosave feature. So keep that in mind if you don't want to lose a bunch of progress. So, yeah. If you're thinking the game is saving every now and again, it is not. So save the game yourself or you're going to be one upset little bunny. Or a little bug. Why Why? Why did I say bunny? This is a game about bugs. You're going to be upside, upset little bumblebee. Oh, look at you buzzing around. And the last game I played was, is, was, is. It is. It's, it is, still is. It wasn't, and then it wasn't anymore. Is Checo and the Castle of Lucio, which hopefully I'm pronouncing correctly because it's T-C-H-E-C-O and the Castle of Lucio. And this is a game that harkens back to the old school days of 8-bit games and all that jazz where you're playing as this dude who I guess is named Checo and you're just on these one-screen levels where you have to collect keys in order to open the door to the next area and you just keep doing this. As you progress, you have to collect more keys before the, the door opens and there are a lot of things that just are like, oh, this is like that one bit in Castlevania, or this is like this other game. And it's kind of fun, 
but I don't, I don't know what the longevity of it is. There are two, I think there are only two modes in the game. One that is a basic normal mode that you have so many lives uh, to get through the game. And when you lose, you have to start over from the beginning. And then there's a mode which I think it was called something like, why don't you try harder or something? And I thought it was going to be more challenging, but it, instead it is a mode where you only have one life to complete a level. But if you die, you just restart that level and you just keep doing that. So there's no real penalty. And then that mode is also saving your progress. So you can quit out and come back. And that one was definitely the more enjoyable experience for me because uh, I, I play the other one where you have to start from the beginning each time a few times. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to keep going with this one. But with the other one, I made it through like 44 or five levels, fought a few bosses, and it's all right. One of the problems, though, is that on Steam, it's a dollar. And on Xbox One, and I'm assuming all other consoles, it is $5. Still cheap, but it is hard looking at it. And like I, I see it, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Dollar, 100%. Everyone should just buy this game for a dollar. $5, still not a lot of money. But then I think, well, how much enjoyment is someone going to get out of this? Because it is so one note. Like I mean, understand that that is all the game is, as far as I know. Unless there's some crazy change at some point. You're just playing on these single screen levels, collecting the keys, and then going through the door, and then making your way to the next level, and doing that again, and again, and again, and again, unless it's a boss level, which involves you having to like press a button that shoots a rocket from the middle of the screen to hit the, the boss. You want to avoid damage from them as well during this time, and I like it. I, I like the music a lot, too. Like It, it definitely knows what it is and the humor it has in it uh, it has fun with everything it's doing I, I do like it but it, it's a game that i played for i don't know somewhere between a half hour and an hour and i feel like i've already i've i've gotten my fill of it i enjoyed my time with it i don't think i need to play all that much more of it really and i don't know how many levels there are in total in it and I like the thing about the, 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 what I would have liked and would probably have made it more replayable for me is if the mode where you have 10 or so lives to get through the whole thing, if that was instead of it constantly being the same levels in order, it was randomly, um, not gener not generated, like not randomly generated levels, but if the order was, randomly selected so that maybe you, you get thrown onto one of the last levels in the game to start off with and, and so on like i would have had more fun with that mode if it was always different and it wasn't just the same starting point and end point every single time i really would have liked to have seen that but that is not the way it works but um yeah that's pretty much all i've been playing i did play through moonlighter for Attack the Backlog, which I'm currently writing the script for. And I am playing a way out with my buddy. We've we've played it for maybe like an hour and a half, which has been fun. That's also for a future episode of Attack the Backlog. And then this weekend, the 
episode of Attack the Backlog you'll be getting will be for Remnant from the Ashes. So you can look forward to that. And yeah, our, our anime podcast is going to have a different episode than scheduled for this week because of everything going on. And you know, it's, it's hard to find the motivation to do this or that. It's, it's hard finding the motivation to do this podcast, but I'm here. I'm doing it. So, yeah, I think that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Riznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. This site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, uh, Attack the Backlog, and on Amazingly Baka, all of which are available on podcast services across the globe. If you'd like to check out the art I make, or for first, for all of that art nonsense, you can also go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage to watch the video version of Attack the Backlog and other such videos, which you may or may not enjoy. I think you'll enjoy them, especially Attack the Backlog. It's a fun show. But then also, if you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you are staying safe, staying healthy, staying strong, and yeah. I just, I I hope, and that is what I do. I hope. And I hope you hope, too. All right. Again, thank you. And have a wonderful rest of your day again. And an absolutely lovely weekend. As lovely as your weekend can possibly be with everything going on. Bye. Bye.